Welcome to episode 357 of the Doctor of Day, the Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with my wife, Ginger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode 4 of The Invasion of Time. Yes, we have a reprise from our previous ending, and um, uh, the Doctor says to Andrid, don't point that gun at me, Uh, don't point that thing at me. And um, then says, stun him, K-9. So, you were right, K-9, to the rescue. Um, Indeed. And so he does. Andred slumps over. And then the doctor tells K-9 to reconnect to the data stream. In the main hall, the Vardens are questioning Castellan. What they're asking him about? Oh, about the the uh, traitors being exiled, and he's filling them in. Um, Andrew Andrew awakens again, has his pistol ready, and the doctor says, "Well, they won't work in here because of this this force field with within the TARDIS that no weapons will work." The outside, the Castellan's guards come and surround Andred's guards and kill Andred's guards. The doctor comes out and sees that and says, well, did you have to kill them all? He says, well, but they were plotting to kill you. It's like, but you've let your, you've let their ringleader, Andred, get away. So he sends them off to, to find Andred. He's probably gone out, outside to, um, the doctor then returns and tells Andred that he's trapped now in the TARDIS. And then he says something about, um, you know, a palace coup. You'd think you'd... You, I would have expected better than this. Um, then he talks more to Andred and tells him more about what he has K-9 doing. He has K-9 trying to track the home of the Vardens. And... Um, then he can set a time loop, and so they'll never bother Gallifrey again. Um, he says that he is safe within the TARDIS, uh, where they cannot read his thoughts, um, or literally follow his thoughts and materialize. Um, and so Andred is kind of seeing become the Doctor's ally a bit. The Doctor tells Andred that the Matrix has been compromised. Um, and so he hooked K-9 up to it um, so that K-9 could find out the problem. And um, Andred says to the Doctor, well, you, he said that, you know, well, you're connected to the Matrix. You can communicate with some of the greatest minds in history. And the Doctor says, well, yeah, I do talk to myself sometimes, yes. And then he says how um, he hooked K-9 up to it because K-9 didn't have a, a human brain to be susceptible to this overload of power. Castellan is uh, talking to the Vardens and saying that, you know, he has uh, suspicions of the president. He's acting strangely. And um, they say, well, we've suspected the doctor for some time. Doctor tells Andred that you know he thinks his plan will work, and that he doesn't think they suspect him. 
he takes Andrea's helmet and goes off and uh, ends up and puts a shielding inside the helmet so Andrea can wear it safely, be uh, protected, have his thoughts protected. The Castellan tells the Vardens of uh, Andred and how he escaped probably to Outer Gallifrey. K9 has narrowed down the signal for the Vardens, but it's still blocked. The Doctor says he'll have to force them to materialize, and he'll have to convince the Vardens by dismantling the force field around the planet, which he doesn't want to do. Andred says, well, we can't do that. Planet might be destroyed. He says, Yes, I know, but Rassilon may be able to do it. Um, but he's got to try. Meanwhile, outside uh, the Citadel, Leela is training uh, with the outer Gallifreyans and plotting with them about attacking the Citadel. The Doctor. Um, goes back to the Vardens and he try puts on the circlet uh, and communes with the Matrix in their presence and then says that, well, he thinks that there's a way that he can take down the force field. Canine and Andred are um, doing, seem to be doing math, taking down numbers. The doctor goes to the control panel with the with a Varden in tow. The outer Gallifreyans are heading to the citadel. The doctor is working on the disabling the force field and a terrible earthquake effect shakes the citadel and and the, I think they feel it outside as well. Shakes the planet essentially. Um, but he ends up doing it. He congratulates himself. K9 and Andred uh, are off to the president's quarters. The doctor reports into the Vardens that and the Castellan that he's created a hole in the force field now, um, and he believes he could work on it some more. And they say, "Okay, well we're safe now." And they materialize, and there are three humanoids in like green colored space, um, crew uniforms, and Castellan says, well, they're humans, and the doctor says, disappointing, aren't they? The outer Gallifreyans group are moving closer. Leela, they stop, and Leela gives instructions for the, uh, for Nesbin and his group to create a diversion, and she and Radon and others will go in for the attack. We see a ship in space coming closer to the planet. The Doctor and the Varden are um, heading off down the hallways because the Doctor says, well, you could help me with my work. Uh, K-9 and Andred get to the President's quarters and K-9 powers down to wait. Leela and Radon have entered the Citadel, but Leela senses something wrong, because, like, where are the um, defenses? And she says, well, they forced the transduction barriers down. She says, no, where are the guards? She says, oh, exactly. 
and uh, she sees the TARDIS and goes over and try bangs on the door to try to get in. No, he must be in there. The doctor enters his quarters and uh, makes the Varden stay outside. And as he closes the door, the the lead shuts out the Varden and he says he like taunts him and but the Varden dematerializes and seems to sense the lead lining and reports it. So the other Vardens have, um, are on alert and they've turned against the doctor and they say that uh, Castellan can now be president and he needs to take control and take care of this situation. They've been betrayed. Um, the doctor puts the sash and scepter and circlet of his office on K-9. The guards summoned with the Varden to break down the door. Um, and before they raise their their axes to do it, they fall down dead and they see that they've been shot in the back by arrows. Leela and the Gallifreyans have shot them, so the Varden disappears again. Leela and the Gallifreyans then force their way in through the doors into the president's chamber. The doctor shushes them and they all stand around while the doctor and they all listen to K-9 gives the coordinates of the Varden's home planet. The doctor says, for K-9 to activate the wavelength projection program and the Vardens, um, the Varden invaders have been essentially forced out from their wavelength and so they're gone. The doctor says, oh, we won again and then smiles and everyone is fine and they they leave out, leave his quarters and head off to the Panopticon room. The doctor and others are rejoiced and they tell the Castellan well, the doctor, in no certain terms, says that hey, you're responsible for all for security and for this, and I don't think you're doing a very good job, and just clean up this mess, essentially. But then he says, they're happy and Gallifrey is safe, but then people aren't rejoicing as much as he would think after he's saying these words, and he turns, and behind them are more invaders. There are Santarans behind the doctor, and they raise a weapon to him. In the end. It's hard not to talk about the ending first. Yeah, it in is. In some ways. Not to. Well, we start by the ending of the last one. You were right. It was K9. It almost had to be. The doctor's weapon. With his the... uh, side shooting gun. Yeah. Which never fires the way you expect <laughs> it's going to fire. I guess he is the only weapon that can fire within the target. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. I'm. Uh, my guess has always been that the doctor just figured out a way to bypass it, and yeah. gave that to you know. Fixed canine to do it that way. Yeah. However you want to put it. Well, if it's his rule, he can. I don't know it. if it's his rule. I think it's the call it the physics of. The TARDIS sort of time travel. Yeah. Maybe it's the TARDIS. Herself. Yeah, maybe. That they're in danger. 
allow it as a defense. In the same way it allows humans to understand all languages? Yeah. That's just how the TARDIS works? Yes. It has bigger fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so you're, you're correct in your, your assumption of how you get out of it. Again, I don't feel like that was necessarily the largest leap to make. No, it was, there were, we thought there were two options. Either K-9 was going to blast him, or he was going to talk his way, talk yeah. Andred down. Um, and in a way, he, he kind of does a little bit of both, and that K-9 stuns him. And then when he comes around, he says, you know, he talks to him and tells him, well, I'm not as bad as you think I am, I'm, you know. I'm not committing treason. Yeah. It just looks like I am, and here's why. I'm trying to track these guys back to where they come, where they come from, because they disguise their signal. That way, I can get them. I can block them and send them back and keep them from coming. You know, so we we learn more of the plan, and it's it's funny. We don't need. To, it seems like there should be. Before, it seemed like there should have been more to the plan. <laughs> yeah. But the explanation kind of works. Um, maybe a little bit short, but I think it would have just dragged on if it explained too much of it. I don't think so, it needed more explanation. Yeah, I mean, he, it was a long way around. He had to do a lot on the long way around to get there because most of that was spent tricking the Vardens. Yeah. So it was a long way to go to get them to leave. But once you could, once he got to a certain point, he, his plan worked fairly quickly and he was able to, you know, K-9 was able to find him, find their coordinates, and he's probably been working on that all along. The program to send him back. So, so that, didn't that, that seem just a little too easy, though? Mm -hmm. eh, maybe it's just me. Maybe. I did meet some resistance because the well, he planned for so much ahead of time. So maybe it seems a little easy then. Once yeah, the plan was coming to fruition. Like, you know, the, the big, the lead lining and, uh, and all, you know, the, kept that a secret from, tried to keep that a secret from him, from them. Yeah. So, that, it's funny though why he, or did they have the Varden go with him? I don't remember now if he invited one to help him with his work or they just said, no, you go with him. I don't remember either. Because if he brought him there... You're talking about the one outside of his yeah. chambers? If he brought him there, that would have been a way of letting them, cluing them in that they wouldn't be able to you know, track his thoughts as soon as he closed the door. I think they... I think I'm remembering it incorrectly that they... One of their leader said, "Go with him." He didn't want to let him out of his their sight, and it was hidden. His plan was partly 
given away. Yeah, because he had to escape, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think they they play through the action. Um, uh, moved back and forth between um, the out of the Gallifreyans and Leela and the Doctor and K nine and then the. Castellan and the Vardens and the wishy-washy Castellan who just wanted to grab power for himself um, turning against the doctor like they did and he was playing every part against the other just to whatever was going to benefit him in the end mm-hmm. um, which wasn't easy, wasn't difficult to see uh, in his character So it's interesting we haven't seen well the doctor does ask about the Chancellor um, Barusa Barusa but we don't see him he's supposed to be still trapped in his quarters which means he's probably safe but um, well as safe as anyone is with Santarans about well before they met them before they knew they were there I guess um it's interesting just from a group perspective it's like we we get the the doctor alienating himself from Leela for her own protection I guess we find out but and first alienating alienating himself from the rest of the people around him by his act mm-hmm. and his um his erratic behavior, um, which and forces Leela into um, camaraderie with others, other strangers and other that she doesn't even know of his people, and then they turn out both having groups of allies to come around and fight the the invading Vardens. So it's it, a nice way to bring everything around, I think. Yeah. And again, it was nice to see uh, Leela's faith in him. Yes. Because, again, she comments how there's no possible way the Doctor can be the one at fault. Yes, when she when he's not in the TARDIS or she can't get in, they say something about, well, maybe he's just, you know, you're wrong about this. And she goes, no, I, you know, she's still maintaining her faith that... Um, I said the only time I think it wavers is when he first casts her out because she just, and it's only because she doesn't understand, I think. Yeah. She's maybe just shocked and surprised, and there's people are coming at her, and so her warrior instinct kicks in, and she just, you know, her fight or flight, um, and she flees. And then I think it, it comes to her that he must know what he's doing. And that yes, he does know what he's doing, and I believe that he do- he does, and that's her her force to keep going. Yeah, I think she would have believed that he knew what he was doing, no matter what. Yeah, I just think there was some initial shock, and then yeah. she just had to flee because he forced her to. Mm-hmm. It was a bit uh, K 
continuing humor in this one as we both laughed about it. He says, yeah, I talk to myself sometimes, yes. <laughs> it's also nice that he refers to uh, Canine as his second best friend. Yes, as my second best friend. That was good, too. The implication being that Leela is his, first, his best friend right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that that they reveal that he thinks that way about his companions I mean well, I think we get that sense with several of the companions over the different doctors don't you I get the you know you could easily say that about the second doctor and Jamie very true that not so true. much the first doctor that's because he was no, the first doctor. Well, no, that's not true either, because he, he really likes Vicky. True. But she's kind of a surrogate granddaughter. Uh, I didn't say that. I mean, that, that I don't think that matters as yeah. much as the fact that he does obviously prefer her. Yeah, he had, he does foster relationships with some of his, his uh, yeah, companions. Yeah, you're right. I just wasn't thinking of it that way. I wouldn't think of best friend. I mean, no. He becomes more friendly with Ian. Certainly, by the end. Uh, yeah, I'm not what but I would call more, best friends or no, anything like that, no. though. More compatriots, almost, you know. Yeah. In all these challenges they've been through, in a way. Uh, but second doctor with Jamie, definitely. Third doctor with Sarah Jane, really. No, um, definitely with Sarah Jane. So Fourth doctor know, as well. Yeah, so there's that. That's where I was going was, we don't. does he mean Sarah Jane? Does he mm. mean Leela? That's true. I, I said there was an implication, but that might just be in my own mind. The the <clears throat> the first leap, of course, is to the current companion, but you know, he's he's had other you know, other best friends maybe. Yeah, you're you're probably right. He could mean all of them. He could mean any of them. Any or all, yeah. Or just one, and we just don't know which one. For all we know, it's not even someone we've met. Or it could be whichever companion we like best, we can make it. Exactly, and that may have been the point <laughs> also. Um, what did I mention there? Oh, the, the other thing that I thought was really funny when that... Vardens materialize in their humanoids. <laughs> and Castellan Keltner says, they're humans. And disappointing, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I thought that was really funny. Something that we, I commented on at the beginning of the episode that we neglected to talk about yesterday is that in an odd change the doctor is back in the TARDIS we didn't comment on the fact that it's sort of odd mm. it's rare that uh, at, to this point it's kind of rare that he goes back to the TARDIS when it's not the end of the episode yeah because they, they leave the <clears> TARDIS <throat> they go on their adventures and then they find their way back or maybe he'll go in but we don't see him inside that's what I mean and then come back out we don't so see him in the TARDIS in control, the control room, room set right and that's sort of a 
the reason right there is because they don't want to bring the set out. Right. Um, and even the, the parts of K-9 in the TARDIS could have all been done at one time because it's, you know, K-9. Um, you know, we have a voice actor, but, you know, they could have been shot all together. Yes. All the bits where he's, you know, putting his feeler up to the, the panel or back down or, you know, that type of thing when he first goes in or out of the TARDIS uh, from the last couple episodes. Um, so that didn't necessarily mean that they were going to bring out the whole console set to film those in order with K-9, you know. True. But in this one, and the last one, where the Doctor is present in the control room, they would have to have those have those sets out and have that interim control room scenes. I wonder if this is just a sign of the, the way they're now filming the show, mm-hmm. that they maybe filmed it out of order so that they could bring him back to the TARDIS. Oh, and not have to bring the set out. I didn't notice in the, often in the liner notes, the production notes, they will say, oh, these scenes were filmed with block, the block for filming, you know, the final episode. Oh, right. They do sometimes. They they did, however, talk about them, the budget being stretched pretty thin as yes. it often gets to be in uh, six part episodes and how they and final episodes of the season this is one this is the last one of this season oh yeah and that's uh, usually when it happens so they had still and they knew that it was going to be very heavy on special effects so they had two different companies doing and apparently mylar yes yes unfortunately that's where they blew the budget the 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 way (laughs) yeah the wavelength um, manifestation of the Vardens certainly didn't, I don't think, blow the budget. Not um, three sheets of Mylar. Crinkles terribly. And Miralon, I guess, too. And Miralon. That was my other note. That it's like, maybe they got a deal from the same supplier, Miralon and... Uh, <laughs> and Mylar. And Mylar. Um, uh, when, they, the, when they have the earthquake effect when the doctor's dismantling the force field that's when we see the mirror lawn view which uh, I think we've seen with this doctor but it's been a while yeah I I can't can't remember remember which one but we did see it more with the the third doctor that's when I think we had its debut of the mirror lawn effects or maybe before I don't remember. May have been in the Seeds of Death with the Ice Warriors the first time when they had their little um, gun effect Mm. as it um, made the scene shimmer. So that was my last little note was the mirror lawn (laughs) images. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. Um, if it, I have to say there's a couple bits that even though the story flowed along well could have been a little fillery like when the doctor and the, the 
Varden's Varden is uh, walking down one hallway after another hallway to get to his quarters. Yes. That was a little okay. That was one, two hallways too many. The there's a scene when they're Canine and Andred where Canine when they were doing the math. Yes, doing the math, and it's like I don't think Canine needs your help for one. And there was no explanation why they were doing math. No. I, I think he was calculating their their coordinates or something. Something like that. Or but trying to track. it wasn't explained something. at all. No. He's just still doing the, the data transfer that the doctor set him to do. And Andrew was just there. So it's like we could have taken that out completely. And then... Uh, they go off to the to the president's quarters. That's fine, and even when they arrive, and K nine's gonna shut himself down to to wait. That's still not too bad because it's followed quite quickly by the doctor arriving, and a couple seconds of Andred looking bored, like, well, what am I gonna do? You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, another part when the we see the. Outer Gallifreyans and Leela and them running through the quarry area again to get to the Citadel. There's one extra scene of those that doesn't have to happen, really. Mm. I don't think we need to see that that, ha- that twice. It was mostly the same scene, and it just went on too long. Rambunctious kitty tonight. Apparently. Um, so those were just a couple that I thought were could have been cut without ruining the story. They were very short, so they really didn't stand out as um, something that, oh my God, when are they going to get back to what we need to know? So wasn't too bad. I guess. Which is pretty good for a four, fourth episode to not have very much. Of a six-parter. Yeah, of a six-parter. Now, the next episode, I don't know. <laughs> but we do have a, another thread to talk about. In our yeah. Um, Cylon, or er, Cylons. Suntarans <laughs> show up crossing the streams. Oh no, all of science fiction will explode now. It's just too much sci-fi in my head. Uh-huh. So the Sondarans. The Sondarans show up. Were they a big surprise? I mean, even if we didn't know they were going to be here. Did the episode really lead you to believe they were done? having to think about it too much um I'd like to say no but you know I'd say no because like we discussed the the um the resolution of the Vardens did seem a little too easy even though you know we could say that you know there was a lot of setup involved and so maybe that's why it seemed 
um, easy to resolve once it got to that point. So we could explain that part away. But if we don't, then it seems a little too, too easy and I want to think that that I would have thought that there should be something more. However, they have we have seen them do easy endings and such like this before where they could have easily ended it. That's true. And had them get in the TARDIS and say, bye-bye, thanks for, thanks for playing. I don't want to be present anymore. Bye. Um, and make uh, Castellan, uh, not Castellan, but Chancellor Barusa president or something, and then leave. So I think they could have gone either way. I'm glad that, that it wasn't that easy. Yeah, but my point was more... In watching the episode, here's, here's my point of view. In watching the episode, the doctor does his little magic mm-hmm. and then says, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm not making that up. It was this long, drawn-out thing, and then he reveals, okay, it's over. Mm-hmm. Then he goes out. And tells everybody. Like, we, the viewer, don't realize that it's over. Okay, so now they've told us twice. Yeah. And it seems like they told us one more time. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's yeah. over. <clears throat> Do they really need to tell us three times if it's actually over? I guess that three times jinx them. And now it's not really over. That's my point. Yeah. Well, if they stopped at the first one, even though it was very awkward, maybe I would have bought it. But they did. They had to tell us at least one more time. Yeah. Well, he had to come out and tell the Castellan that what a mess he made of everything and to clean up everything. And yeah, but then he so announces then to the know. crowd, "Oh, and by the way, go Gall- on about your lives because yeah. we're safe now." Yeah, Gallifrey is now safe, and oh, uh oh, no, they're not. You may now. Exit the plane. Yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> it didn't feel like an ending. Mm-hmm. So there's no way I was going to buy that they were done. Yeah. Even if I didn't already know they weren't done. Yeah, that I extra, wasn't buying it. Yeah, those extra two tacked onto the end. Yes. Does, does twist it into, you know, there's, there's more happening. Yep. But yeah, I can see where, you know, the he doctor tells um K9 to turn on the rejection program where we see them disappear and then the doctor does his overly dramatic he gets up to walk out of the room and somber and Leela says, Oh, what's the matter? We won again. Yeah. We won and then he smiles and then, you know, he they could have walked out and he met Chancellor Barusa and Castellan and set one against, you know, said, well, you know, I've conferred presidents on you and, you know, Barusa, you need to take care of Castellan here and see ya. And at that point, he could have left and ended. Yep. Because they were right there in the room with the TARDIS, could have walked across the floor and just got in and gone. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Leela could have waved her radon, radon and it would have been good. Wow. 
that's not going to happen. No, no. Do we ex- do we know it was good? Well, another thing that it let us know is we, we see two. Oh, there are two scenes actually of a ship heading closer to the planet. Mm. So, without those, we could they could have ended. But we do have those. Yeah. One when he says something about I think I can I think I can make this plan work or I think I can I think I know of a way. Um, or when he starts to work on the the force field, and then after he um, after he says he's put the hole in the force field, then we see the ship closer. So there's nothing about the ships though to let us know that. They're going to be Sondalians. I don't think. I didn't notice anything anyway. But I'd have to see them again. Yeah. I know we saw, thinking back to our first episode, I know we saw two different ships in the opening scene. There was, I was talking about like the, the Star Wars image with the big, big ship above and then mm-hmm. the smaller one. Like, uh, moving faster and the we don't know which ship was which either from that beginning meeting um, although I imagine the doctor would have known both ships were there I it won't surprise me to find out the doctor know, knew the Sontarans were coming yeah um, but I'm wondering if the Sontarans were in the larger ship just waiting, and the smaller ship were the Vard- the Vardens, and they traveled farther away to meet with the doctor and have him come aboard their smaller ship, and then they did the deal and everything. Um, because it looked like the same type of large-style ship that we saw at the beginning. Mm. But they're, we'll assume that they're, now that the Santarans had had piloted to Gallifrey, so. But I'd almost forgotten about the ship being shown, coming closer. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, I did too. Without that, though, they really could have stopped after, um, after that and closed the, the story. So even with the other ship come, heading in and seeing that, they still did the the ending bit with saying, oh yes, we're safe. Oh yes, we're safe. We're done too many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do we think about them being the Sontarans? Anything? Right? I'm fine with it. I've always, The Sontarans were really my first alien on Doctor Who because uh-huh. I started with Thonebaker and the first alien he runs into are the Sontarans. Oh, no, I guess the Warren, technically. Yeah. But they were dead. They're mostly dead, yeah. Um, so I've always liked the Sontarans. Yeah. I think this is the first time we've seen more than one in the same in a, room. At a time, yeah. You know, with one talking to another on the radio, but they've been solitary enemies. They've talked about their invading force and their armies and such, but we've never seen more than one of them right. um, exist in the same room, essentially. But there are at least three that we see in the scene, in their full 
Yep. Uh, full outfit. Full regalia. Full, full armor, including helmet. But we have seen them with the helmet before to know at this point that they are Santarans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's not just a helmeted enemy. We know what they what their helmets yeah. look like. It's not a guess. No. So, we'll talk about the leading up to. It's kind of part of the cliffhanger, but so the the actual ending scene. What do we What do you think about it being effective or not? Invaders behind the doctors returns and sees that they're it's a little cliche but it's not too bad and it's possibly the reason I think he knew they were going to be there Mm. yeah why would he say so many times that he thought they were safe then that was probably for the Santarans benefit to get them to reveal themselves, or who knows? That could be. Maybe he's still playing at something. Exactly. That's just sort of how he works. Well, he also mentions earlier on to Andred that the Matrix had been compromised. Mm. And he doesn't say who did it. That's true. I'm wondering if he's not playing at something else and fleshing out more of the problem on his home world. Could very well be. Would not surprise me in the least. Basically, he's only got two more episodes to deal with this new threat now. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's already a, an existing threat that we just don't know about. Is that it? I think so. All right. Join us tomorrow when we talk about part five of The Invasion of Time. And we'll see what happens with the Suntarans. So I hope you join us then, and thank you for listening.